Hello, welcome everyone to the Work From Home show. I'm your host, Nikki Weisgarber, and I'm joined today by Jackie Kindle, CEO of Kindle Evolve Consulting. Her firm provides executive coaching, leadership development, and organizational coaching. So we are thrilled to have her on the show today to talk about all things working from home um, when we have no choice, <laughs> and uh, to provide her expertise in this area to organizations and leaders and you know, how to um, you know, work with your employees. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about um, your professional background and kind of, um, you know, what led you to um, being the CEO of your own firm? Sure. So my background is in human resources and organization development in corporate America. And I did that for over 25 years, starting off as a recruiter and then really working my way up through the various um, different functional areas of human resources, which ultimately led me to leadership. And so that's where I was probably the last 15 years of my career before I launched my own company. And I really, I, I wanted to launch my own company for, I don't know, over 10 years. So it was really a dream, it was innate. I tried to ignore it, it wouldn't go away. So finally, I hired a coach. <laughs> I was a coach, but I realized I needed a coach. Um, and many of us do have our own coaches. And working with her, um, I was able to really um, embrace the, the innate desire that I had and really work through all the fears and come up with a plan to realize my dream. And here I am four years later. There you go. I think everybody needs a coach in their life, whether that is a professional coach or, um, you know, working, working with uh, teams. I think everybody needs that, that like mentor in their life. So, you know, when you have those people in your life, I think they really, you know, drive you forward and into the, support you in moving to the direction that you want to go eventually. Um, so I actually recently just, um, engaged with a couple of, I'm doing interviews with some um, leadership coaches as well. And it's quite interesting, some of the approaches uh, some of them take, but I'm really looking forward to diving a little bit deeper with some of them um, on some of their uh, programs that they offer as well. Um, so tell me a little bit about how prepared were you and your firm to transition to working remotely? Well, it was interesting because I do, work from home on some days in normal circumstances when I'm not with clients and I was already doing the majority of the coaching that I do um, the initial couple of meetings are in person but then after that we use we've been using zoom so that hasn't been that different what's different is I also do leadership development programs and those were all exclusively in person and so you know we've had to revise pivot uh, this module was in person for four hours so how can we convert it to a two hour to two hour modules and then what are the activities that you can do with a team virtually versus in person and so I've been doing a lot of um, reworking and um, my clients have been great. There are many, you know, ideas. So we've been brainstorming. I just had a call on Friday with a client. We were supposed to have a full day um, staff retreat. So it's supposed to be six or seven hours with everybody. And now we're going to do two, three hour virtual models using Zoom. So just pivoting and being flexible and creative has been um, the tune over here. 
Yeah, the theme, right? Being flexible, <laughs> being yeah. able to turn on a dime for sure. Um, so what advice would you have for organizations and, and leaders and, and employees as well for managing the, the change that we're, we're going through right now effectively? Sure. I think the first thing is just realizing that, you know, this is a massive change in all areas of our lives. So normally if we have a change at work, we can go home and, you know, still experience some normalcy. Right now, our whole way of being has been uprooted overnight. And so acknowledging that and being um, in tune with your emotions, I do a lot of work in emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So um, this is naturally the first place that I, that I speak from, which is just being aware of the emotions that you have and um, being gentle with yourself. And then also really checking in um, with your employees and you know, how are they feeling? How are they doing? Um, being sure to check in on them as human beings before you really are focusing in on you know, what, have you, what have you gotten done and where is this project and how is it? Just really um, needing to take care of the human beings first. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, at Kudos, we've implemented that process in our meetings as well as, you know, let's, let's talk about how everybody's feeling before we kind of dive into the, the day-to-day and the, and the work um, that, you know, ultimately needs to get done at the end of the day. But I find that when you take that moment to ask people how they're feeling, they open up and yeah. it's almost, you know, it's all, it, you're, you're creating more of that connection um, with those employees as well. So yeah, implementing sort of that process in our one-on-one meetings and in our team meetings even, um, just so that you, know, you wanna be empathetic to everybody's situation as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that you all are doing that. And that's something that I've been encouraging my clients to do. And for some, it feels a little unnatural. Um, you know, I had a client once say, we don't, we don't talk about our emotions at work. And so, of course, <laughs> we all have the emotions. We've got to address them, especially now. So that is really important. Yeah. So kudos to kudos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what processes or practices can organizations employ to help build culture and keep their employee engagement high in a work from home environment? Hmm, that's a great question. I think making sure that, you know, to the extent that you're levering, leveraging technology. Um, one thing I heard just day before yesterday uh, from someone is that a lot of the stress that she's experiencing that's impacting her engagement at work is having to learn these new te- technologies and not really being sure how to use them. And so maybe providing even just 15 minutes of, of training on if you're using Zoom and you haven't used Zoom before or WebEx or you're relying more heavily on Slack or whatever the technology platform you're using, just making sure that you're you know, providing that um, training and awareness for your employees to eliminate at least that as a frustration. Uh, I think that's one. I think also making sure that you're being flexible. So we're at home now and you know our dogs are here, our, you know, our cats, our, our kids, our spouses, and um, you know, we've gotta be okay that the meeting may get interrupted because someone has you know, to take care of 
one of their loved ones or the dog I've been on zoom and the dog or the cat pops up on the counter yeah. <laughs> in the camera. And so flexibility is really important. Um, not only around that, but also around, you know, when work is getting done. So we might need to, you know, the meeting that we normally would have at 10 AM, maybe we need to have that in the afternoon to account for the homeschooling. Um, so just making sure that we're thinking about, you know, what time does work get done? Does it really matter? Can, you know, can this particular employee work, you know, start work at noon instead of at nine? Um, and figuring out how to be flexible, um, if at all possible. And the other thing is really, it's just over communicating. Communication now is even, you know, more important. It's always important. It's always a challenge for organizations. But now we need to up our communication. Uh, we really need to make sure that there are regular touch points. Um, we're not, as a, as a leader, we're not waiting for our employees to reach out to us. We're reaching out to them individually and just seeing how they're doing. Um, I think that that's really a, a part of culture. The other thing with engagement is, and with relationship, um, you know, building those relationships, it's letting people know that you care about them. So how do you do that? How do you, sh how do you show your appreciation? Um, you know, what ways can you acknowledge people for their efforts? You know, people are, a lot of people are, are working above and beyond. And so I think it's a good opportunity to amp up our appreciation and doing that in meaningful ways is important. And what recommendations would you have around, you know, giving that recognition? I mean, kudos, obviously, we're, we're a recognition platform, and that is, you know, one tool. Um, but what other ways, if, if, if an organization doesn't have sort of a social employee recognition platform in place, um, how else can leaders and organizations recognize their employees? Well, I think, you know, understanding how the employees like to receive the recognition. So some people like it publicly, as you know, you all have studied this more than I have. <laughs> um, so if it's someone that likes it publicly, maybe it's an email, or maybe there's shout outs at the beginning of the team meeting. I love it when not only the leader provides recognition, but also, you know, the, the, the people that are on that person's team. Um, I've been in meetings where everybody gets recognized so you you know one person starts and they want to give a shout out to so-and-so for this and then that person then has to say oh, okay thank you very much and then i want to recognize so-and-so until every person in the room has been recognized so those yeah, it's are like a pave it forward <laughs> pay it forward those are easy ways to recognize um you know if if it's someone that doesn't like the public recognition then then you can always you know send a, a message and your various platforms or have a one-on-one -on -one with the person. I think the key is for that, it's being specific. So, you know, a lot of times we want us to say, thank you, great job. But, you know, as, as we've learned, it's more important to be specific in terms of, you know, what behaviors we're acknowledging and we're appreciating. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, we always say your message should be um, specific, it should be concise, and it should always, you know, come back to the core values of the organization as well. Mm -hmm. um, so because that has more impact, that person will always remember how what they're being recognized for and how it, you know, contributed uh, to the team or to the organization in general. So it has more impact. Absolutely. And more chances of being repeated. Yeah. 
one specifically. Ooh, I did that and that really worked. So yep. remember to keep that in my toolkit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Recognizing the behaviors that drive success, whether that is personally or professionally uh, within an organization. So I kind of want to turn gears just a little bit and talk a bit about performance. Um, so, you know, your background is building um, high performing teams and, you know, how do you manage high performers? Let's talk about that um, in a, you know, work from home scenario. I want to talk about some best practices around still building out those high performing teams and how can you do that um, when you're working from home and remotely and everybody has, um, you know, different work environments that they're in uh, given, given our scenarios. Sure. Well, I think just like working in an office space, it starts with being really clear about what the goals are and the expectations. And so having that dialogue is important. And sure, maybe the expectations have slightly changed, but we want to make sure, uh, hopefully you can hear that. We want to make sure that you're um, being clear about what they are and having the dialogue with the, with the employee. Um, I think you know, with the team as well. So getting the team on a call and saying, okay, so, you know, what are our deliverables? What does success look like? How can we make sure that we're all co communicating with each other about our progress? Um, I think those are the same. It's just leveraging technology to be able to have those conversations and perhaps being um, a little flexible on the front end on what the expectations are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos. We've had to kind of shift some of our expectations for sure, given um, the challenges that we're going through now and everybody's going through. So I think being able to pivot and being flexible, I think this is the theme of our call too. Um, yeah. And just to be able to, you know, um, you know, change direction. I, I've seen a couple of other organizations that are kind of changing direction during this time. I think I just saw a news release about um, Magic Leap. Um, so they're a virtual reality uh, software and uh, they recently just pivoted directions, but you sometimes have to be flexible in business in order to, um, you know, drive forward in any sort of, um, you know, a scenario that you're in um, and be able to, to change quickly. So um, not only do organizations have to do that, but, you know, individuals have to be able to, to pivot as well. Um, so if you, what advice would you have for leaders uh, when they have to have conversations with some of those um, individuals who say uh, aren't performing at their best or, you know, maybe this work from home scenario and having the kids at home or the pets at home is really affecting their performance. Um, what, like what tips or advice can you provide leaders in having conversations with them? Those are crucial conversations um, and they can be tough, especially when you're not face to face. Absolutely. So to the extent that they can use video, I think that, you know, I would recommend that. Um, I also think that it's important to um, be empathetic. So, uh, and curious. So I would, of course, with that, with giving feedback during this time, um, I would start with more questions. I would ask, you know, what are the challenges that you're experiencing? Uh, you know, what are some of the obstacles? what's your understanding of, you know, the goal and, you know, what's coming up for you, you know, even in this conversation, I would, I would ask a lot of open-ended questions. I would make sure that not only had I, I demonstrated that, you know, I care about you and I care about your success. Um, 
And so I want to have this conversation to make sure that I can provide the support that you need during this time. And, you know, I, I recognize that these aren't normal times. And so what support do you need in order to be able to, um, to get this done? So I would approach it from that perspective. Yeah. Get them to open up and get them, ask the questions to get them to answer so that you can get a better understanding of what they need from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's what I would recommend to a leader, even in normal times is, you know, the more coaching you're doing, the more questions you're asking, mm-hmm. the more dialogue, like meaningful conversations you're having, the better. Um, and so, you know, I think one of the things that's different now is we need to be having those conversations more often, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> focusing in more on, you know, what are those, what are those challenges? Um, you know, maybe there's a need for a change in the deadline or, you know, maybe there's other support from other peers that, that, you know, can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of flipping a bit, um, what's something that teams can do to support their leaders or their, their organization? Mm. Well, let's see. Um, I think offering to, um, you know, to kick in and help out with some of the communication that, ha- that needs to happen. There's a lot on leaders' plates. So, you know, saying, um, you know, is there anything that I can, you know, take off your hands? Um, really making sure to keep that dialogue open. Um, asking questions and understanding, you know, if the organization's vision or if the goals are changing, you know, really being proactive and understanding what those changes are and what that means to you. I think um, not assuming. So what happens in the absence of communication is mm-hmm. we, you know, we fill in the blanks. And so if our organization, I mean, if there's a lot going on right now and organizations are scrambling, um, not all of them, but a lot of them. And so if you're not getting the information, um, one being patient and two, you know, um, taking the initiative to ask, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just filling in that, filling in those blanks. Yeah. And I find that people are hesitant to, you know, ask their leaders of any changes. I, I, I don't know if it's because they don't want to know the answer or, yeah. or they just don't know how to ask the question. Um, but I think, I think you just got to get it out there in order for you to feel, because if you, if you have reservations and you don't know, then you're not performing at your best either. So that is kind of the advice that I would give my team is Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to perform at your best if you don't have the answers to the questions. So ask the questions, you know, it doesn't matter if the, if the response is, you know, negative or positive, we just got to figure out what is the solution around it and how are we going to move forward? Yeah, that made me think of something else. Um, uh, being empathetic to the leaders and to the organization um, and expecting that there may be some questions that they don't have the answers for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being okay, it's, it's a lot of uncertainty. And so, know, you know, just know that there may not be answers for all the questions that you have, but you won't know that unless you pose the question. Mm-hmm. So being brave and being courageous um, is important right now, but also being, you know, flexible, being realistic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, being empathetic, I think it is going to go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. So we, we, you know, we talked a lot about, um, you know, leveraging the technology that you have. So, you know, just making sure that your employees are trained up on, on the technology that you are using um, mm-hmm. so that there isn't any sort of stop gaps there, but then also using the technology to connect um, with one another. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. I think it's like an over communication, over connecting a little bit on technology. Um, so, you know, let's talk a bit about, you know, taking a break from all of it too, and making sure um, that you, it's important to have downtime. Um, so do you have any tips around that as well? Like maybe blocking out a day where you're not on any Zoom calls? <laughs> I've, I've heard a new, a new verb and it's, um, or is that an adjective? I'm Zoomed out. Yeah, <laughs> people are getting zoomed out. Um, I think that to the extent that you can, um, you know, space your Zoom calls so you don't have them back to back is really important. I think if you can limit the Zoom calls to 30 to 45 minutes is great. If it's more than 45 minutes, uh, there's a stretch break. Maybe there's, you know, um, you play a little, a little five minute yoga video and everybody does a stretch in their chair just something to break up that sitting, our bodies aren't made to sit. And we're doing a lot of sitting, a lot more than we normally would. We're not walking down the hall to the, to the um, water, the water machine or to the restroom. We're really sitting. Um, we're not going down to the next floor to go visit another department. We're sitting. And so making sure that you do that. Um, some of my clients are closing earlier. Mm-hmm. So closing meaning they're not having any meetings after a certain period of time so maybe 4 p.m and uh some of them are even on fridays they're closing the office the virtual Mm -hmm. office at three um so that there those are some options that i think really uh, will help limiting the um, amount of time that you're on the call not scheduling them back to back and then deciding sometimes, you know, maybe we can just hop on a call. Maybe we don't have to do video for every single thing. Yep. Yeah. I did have a client say uh, to me, I'm so happy we're just on the phone right now. <laughs> and we're not doing another Zoom call because, um, you know, they had been on four or five Zoom calls already that day. So just acknowledging that um, it can be over a low overload. Mm-hmm. We got to take some breaks. Yeah, no, and I've I've noticed that I'm I'm a little zoomed out some days too, because uh, I'll have internal meetings and then I'm you know with the clients as well, and so then my my days tend to back up, and I know that other organizations feel the same way. So I'm trying to blog out like thinking thinking time or strategy time where I'm actually not on any Zoom calls, um, and you know even some calls if we can just do them over the phone and I can walk around the house even or go for a walk and just have a conversation um, with a fellow colleague while I'm out getting some exercise I think is uh, another approach to um, just not constantly staring at your at your computer screen absolutely I've, I've been on some zoom calls where people are outside or they're they're in the woods behind their houses and you know you just have to be flexible that way yeah just know that's what they needed at that time and we have to we have to um, advocate for ourselves as well Mm -hmm. if I need to not be on video then I'm not going to be on video and that's the other thing some some employers are wanting to connect and the leaders are wanting to see people but sometimes people don't want to be seen yeah maybe their hair is all over the place yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> you just, you know, it's okay if on some of the calls, everybody's not on video. Yeah. And I think that's a good point to make. I think that, you know, especially if you're having, you know, calls first thing in the morning too, and maybe there's people who just aren't quite ready to be on that Zoom call at, at eight or, or nine o'clock in the morning or whatever that might be. Um, but that people just need a break from just being seen all the time, um, I think is an important uh, step as well. Yeah, it's different being on a Zoom call than being in a meeting. So if you're in a meeting, you can, you know, look away, Mm -hmm. daydream a little bit or write, take notes. But when you're now in this setting on Zoom, everyone's expecting you to be like engaged the whole time. Yeah. And um, it can wear you out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, when we look at the other side of the pandemic and you know, we're ready to go back to work, what advice can you provide organizations or leaders or people in general on, you know, how to be prepared for that for like, again, another sort of transition? Yeah, I think about this a lot. Um, and I honestly think that it's, that it's going to need to be gradual I think there are some employees who are going to be very fearful about coming back to work. Mm -hmm. I think there are some employees who maybe they wanted to work from home all along, but the organization didn't support it. Mm -hmm. So now they have this evidence that look, it works. And so I think that there's going to need to be um, some flexibility there. I think that, you know, I really hope that organizations look to see you know, what did we learn during this period? What worked and what might we carry forward? Um, You know, I have a a client that's doing more, um, offering more wellness, you know, for their employees. So, um, you know, there are things like that that are really good that we need all the time. And so how can, what do we, what do we carry forward? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, mindfulness minutes. So Mm, I like that. Yeah, doing um, doing five minutes of mindfulness during the meeting. I mean, things like that that are happening now that are helping people with their emotional well-being. I, I hope that uh, we do some, you know, sort of uh, debrief and say what worked and what do we want to carry forward. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that one of the things that the organization should be prepared for is the fact that you you will have some employees for whatever reasons who don't want to come back into the office. As much as working from home has challenged us, um, I'm also hearing you know there are a lot of silver linings. So mm-hmm. I'm you know spending more time with my family because I don't have to commute. Um, instead of commuting to work for an hour each way, I'm using that to work out. You know, mm-hmm. or you have trouble working out during the week. So people are, you know, finding ways to um, leverage working from home. And from, for some people, it's really working. And so it's going to be challenging to give that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, our organization has sort of talked about what that transition will look like. Um, and it's going to be a phased approach for sure, where, you know, maybe there's, you know, um, X amount of people who, you know, can, can go to the office at one time, or maybe you're coming in for two days a week and then you do that for a couple of weeks and then it's three days a week. So you kind of gradually get into it. Um, but I do know for some, you know, mothers out there who have children with, 
um, daycare needs, um, you know, my daycare may not open up for quite a bit of time. And so I don't know what that looks like for me either. And I may need to continue the work from home for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, so I think that again, it's, it's being empathetic to people's, uh, situations and ensuring that you're, you know, you're communicating the right, the right efforts, um, mm -hmm. to accommodate everybody. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we've got to ask people what they need. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as leaders, there are times where we spend a lot of time trying to solve for something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we could have just asked four or five people on our team and gotten their input. And that would have, you know, saved us a lot of time and ensured that what we're putting in place really resonates and mm -hmm. matches what the needs are of our employees. Yeah. And do you recommend, you know, you mentioned ensuring that it resonates with your employees. Um, do you, that's just like a feedback kind of loop or survey or what, what kind of recommendations do you have around that? Uh, I think, you know, to the extent that we can get employee involvement on the front end. Um, so getting their input, whether that's, you know, I'm all for the dialogue. So mm -hmm. you know, have a small team, um, you know, getting input from them. If it's a bigger organization, having the leaders talk to their team members or having the supervisors and, and roll that information back up. Um, I think that that's really um, critical when you're leading any kind of change. So you don't want to just spring it on people. Mm -hmm. You want to give them the opportunity to, you know, you want to socialize it and get their input and find out what their concerns are and then make sure to address those challenges um, before the change is implemented and thrust upon people. Yes. So I would say, um, you know, if organizations are already in the practice of using pulse surveys, I would say, you, you know, do a pulse survey. Um, if not, and there's a, some other feedback mechanism, maybe you have something that you, you, um, you have another crowdsourcing tool. Uh, and then there's just good old conversations. Too. Yep, exactly. Pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's whatever works for your for your culture within your organization and whatever tools you're utilizing to capture that information um, is probably the best way to you know continue to grab that that feedback and and um, information. Yeah, unless new ways have emerged mm, throughout yeah. you know this time period. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we kind of get into our the wrap-up questions uh, from the conversation, uh, do you have any takeaways or last pieces of advice that you would like to leave our audience with today that we haven't uh, quite touched on? Sure. I think just, you know, being open and being willing to accept that, you know, this is, no one has the answers right now and that's okay. And uh, the other thing is, it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, many people have had, you know, with any given hour, a whole range of emotions and, you know, just knowing that that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, what it, whatever you're going through, your employees are going through that as well. So just being aware of that and having that dialogue and opening the door for that type of vulnerability and making sure people feel comfortable and safe is really important. Yep, safe. That's been um, that's been a topic that has been brought up a couple of times in the last week with me. Um, yeah, just being feeling safe um, yeah. and and the uh, psychological safety um, factor. So that's uh, that might be another uh, podcast topic. 
It is a wonderful topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So um, what's, what would be your number one tip for working from home that you could give um, the audience today? Something that we haven't covered already? Um, I think would it, what would be the most important one? What would you put as like the number one priority? Mm. It doesn't necessarily, it could be something we touched on already today. I would say the number one priority from working from, for home for leaders is making sure that you're demonstrating trust in everything that you do with your employees. So focusing on the productivity, not on the task, not mm -hmm. on the number of hours worked, none of that. Yes. Yeah. Making sure that you're demonstrating trust. I like it. Trust. What are you binge watching? <laughs> um let's see where do i start <laughs> um i've been binging on i don't know how you absent as absentia absentia i don't know on prime video mm -hmm. um i've been watching that and the other thing that i've been binging on which is a different kind of binge is instagram live dj parties oh yes um, yes be nice i've been watching his club quarantine and yeah. Um, every, it seems like every time I go on Instagram, he's live. I don't know when he sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> Music has really been, um, soothing for me. And I love the Instagram parties because they'll play, you know, nineties music. Yeah. It's just been, it's been really a lifesaver for me. Good. So what would be a book or a podcast or any sort of learning resource that you could, um, recommend to people to continue developing their leadership skills um, through this work from home uh, period? Hmm. Or I guess then beyond, beyond this work from home period. So one of my favorite podcasts right now is Brene Brown's pod podcast, which is brand new. Unlocking Us. Yes, yes. I love it. I mm -hmm. love it. And it's, you know, it's some elements of, you know, working from home, of you know, feeling safe. It, it's just, it's wonderful. Uh, and if we stay along that line, um, her book, Dare to Lead is mm -hmm. phenomenal. I love it. And then of course, I also um, would recommend any of Dan Goldman's books mm -hmm. on leading with emotional intelligence. There's um, primal leadership, there's emotional intelligence, um, just that topic, which yep. I think is one of his earlier books but all really so relevant right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then what is one positive thing you have seen since our physical distancing started that you want to always remember? Wow, I think one of the things that I have seen is an increase in connection with people that I don't, rare, I don't normally connect with, but I love. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanna keep that going. Um, there's no reason why we haven't connected. We've just I know. been too busy. And so I really want to make sure to continue to connect with people that are important in my life and that I don't allow, um, you know, my schedule to supersede that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been a common theme when I ask this question is they always, there's people who have been connecting with friends that they haven't connected with in like months or years. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, having video chats with them every Friday or every Saturday. And they've like kind of rekindled those friendships. 
um, that were important to them at some point in their life. And so the, just, you know, that connection and you mentioned just too busy. We all have excuses, but we're all, we're all also busy, right? Like everybody's busy. Um, and I think that this, this shows us that we still can make time to connect with people and, and reach out to them. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just, it really feels good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jackie, oh, go ahead. was gratitude. Gratitude. Yes. Gratitude. Yeah. 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 Um, we're running, um, we are running this uh, initiative at Kudos called uh, Gratitude or Thankful Thursdays. And so you're, you know, you highlight uh, a message to a colleague, um, you know, uh, thanking them on, on Thankful Thursdays or just a gratitude message for um, highlighting something that a colleague did for you. So um, we're really honing in on the gratitude uh, piece right now at Kudos. And even just, you know, in the morning, writing what you're grateful mm -hmm. for, you know? Yep all sorts of research around, you know, the benefits of that. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Jackie, I appreciate your time today and coming on the work from home show. Thank you for your insights and your tips and your tricks. Um, hopefully we can continue this conversation uh, maybe in a future podcast as well. Uh, maybe talking about the psychological safety. So uh, maybe tap into your knowledge there. <laughs> All right. I'd love to. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's been great. Yes, it's been really good. Thank you. And thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And if you are liking these episodes, uh, give us a five-star rating. But until next time, stay wise, stay connected, and stay healthy. Thank you, everyone.